Now what can I be doing you for? We have <laughs> lovely pompadums, curry powder, green figs, ground nuts. Yes, sir, nobody got any English food. English food round the back. Round the back? <laughs> oh, yes. We must cater for the masses. The masses? We are the masses. Not in this neighborhood. Only last week, 28 Pakistani families moved to the beach road. 28 Pakistani families? How many houses did they sell? Two. <laughs> Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Second Ron. Yes, you're listening to Synchronon. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. I am Harrison. Oh, yeah. Harrison, how was, uh, how was New Orleans? It was good. It was good. Yeah? Mm. First time the there? The Big Easy. The Big yeah, it Easy. Yeah, my first time there. NOLA. Yeah. NOLA. Mm-hmm. I think everybody should go to New Orleans at least once. Yes. And, and not necessarily on like a like a, an occasion like like Mardi Gras. Like Mardi Gras is actually... We left like right before it started. I've heard that so city one of the descends into chaos. Yeah. And it's really expensive. Everything, everybody raises their prices like four times. Like hotels cost like four times as much. Yeah. And same with the they have the, the big blues and jazz festival. Also another time you don't really want to go there. Right. However, Halloween is a good time. Oh, yeah. It's a good time because the city goes crazy mm-hmm. and it's not, as cra- it's not as expensive as some of those other big events. The day we got there was like the day of Super Bowl. And they, I guess they – I didn't know, but I guess they'd had a – parade earlier that day and it, we're walking down the street at night and there's just like just giant like skull demon on stilts with like a fucking tail and all this crazy shit and he's just on stilts and, the, and he's got a crazy mask it's a demonic mask and he's just talking to some other guy like yeah well you know I used to work for the 1% and the other guy's like well hey who has it and I'm like am I a is this happening in my mind? That I, you yeah, know? I would think that's hallucinating. Though. Yeah, no, that is weird. Yeah, it's a weird city, though. It's real strange. I mean, I've never been anywhere where they just drink so excessively. Yeah, like it's just reckless abandon. You, I mean, you go there, and that's a city meant for just drinking and getting really fucked up. Uh huh. You know, that's it's kind of how it is. And uh, eating a lot of shrimp. And eating that good food. Yeah, being, po' being boys. A, being a big fat so. You shrimp know? and that, yeah. I mean bars are open to like I don't know 24-7 6 a.m. Yeah. whatever a lot of diarrhea lot of diarrhea lot of diarrhea going on. my sister had diarrhea like we were there mm. for her birthday last year mm. pretty much every night yeah she had diarrhea throughout I did, um, did you make it to that uh, that dungeon place that heavy metal dungeon I did. bar I did <laughs> that place is pretty funny and the, the girl the goth chick who was the bartender she had a cat named Danzig I was talking to her for a while <laughs> And uh, and she's like, yeah, we open, you know, we're opening up the the top floor, and we got cages instead of booths, and one of the benches vibrate, and I'm like, bitch, I've been to places in North Hollywood that makes this seem like fucking Disneyland, you know? I don't know what you guys well, are all excited. Was about. it supposed to be like a like a sex club or something, and they made it into a bar? I don't know. Like, there's some the story history. about. It. I mean, it's kind of it's a funny place. It's, but it's a fun little fun place. It's dangerously close though to Bourbon Street, which yeah. is pretty much just a hellish experience yes i mean i think if you go to if you go to new orleans you have to go down bourbon street but like we went to bourbon street for we went to one bar in bourbon street we're like i've had enough Mm. i mean just watching like white people puke all over each other is enough for me yeah and fight 
I remember I used to play this game in when I was a teenager, this computer game called Gabriel Knight, Sins of the Fathers. And you were like a paranormal private detective in New Orleans. And I remember there was this one puzzle where you have to go to Jackson Square. You know, the square with the fucking... Uh, statue of Andrew Jackson. Oh on yeah, a fucking they tear that one down yet? No, oh, okay. only, only General there. Lee. General Lee, yeah. yeah. Um, but they should just replace it with the statue of Boss Hog, the General <laughs> Lee one. That's what they should do. They or the actual General do. Lee. Why yeah. not put the General Lee there? Um, that's a great question. Yeah. You know, but uh, well, it's on top of a pillar. It'd be difficult. But the I remember in the game there was this puzzle where you had to get a police radio for some reason and there's a cop with a motorcycle but you can't get close enough to it and there's a mime in the park and what you have to do is you kind of have to harass the mime and get him to follow you over to the cop and then he freaks the cop out and the cop chases him and then you get the radio those puzzles and those adventure games made like zero sense back then. <laughs> what was it was always like, was and then like... You, it was always like oh you need to you know talk to the grave digger so he gives you uh you know you bribe him with a bottle of liquor so that he gives you a hat that you need to bribe a dog with or well, was this sound like the commodore no 64 or something it was just on an old pc you know all right yeah well, yeah th those games suck they were great leisure right. suit larry was hell. great no it wasn't that was one of the worst ones <laughs> the first sexual experience mm. i ever had that 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 game taught me everything i know you know it probably was for me too but that doesn't make it right <laughs> It just doesn't. Yeah, did you uh, end up making it to, what's that bar? The the oldest bar, and like one of the oldest Lafitte, bars in the country. Blacksmith's. Yeah. Blacksmith's shop. It was cool, except the piano shit was kind of, got real tedious. Did they do that, fast. like dueling pianos or something? No, just like the guy who's like, you know, um, just a small town girl playing the oh, piano, and God. everybody sings along like a fucking they start idiot. singing Don't Stop Believing yeah, like, or something. Oh, go fuck It's yourself. like a drunk anthem. You know? People love that shit. Yeah, yeah, New Orleans is a good time. I think you were there for a long time. You were there for like five days, right? Yeah, a little too long. That's a little probably. bit much. Yeah. I think uh, three nights mm. and and leave. And just three nights and just get out. By the end, I started to seriously analyze and deconstruct Liam Gallagher's uh, Twitter Twitter account. I can imagine, because what just, else do you do? He just tweets stuff that... He'll, like one of his Noel tweets, or Liam? Liam. He tweets stuff that makes... like well, I remember one of them is it says... Um, no wonder they're all bum chums. Too much the guilty bus. But what, what, that does it makes no sense. None of it makes any sense. Did Donald Trump tweet, tweet that too, or was it? Uh, <laughs> no, actually, yeah. Donald Trump's tweets make more sense than they, that. They make way more sense than that. Bum chum. I like bum that chums. though. Yeah, Is that like good. a term for bender or something? A bum chum? No, I think it's a homosexual. Yeah, was well, a bender a homosexual? Oh, I don't know. It's a robot. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so wait, you were there for a friend's 40th birthday, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's a big 40th birthday. It's, it seems like a destination for that. Uh, how how did that go? Was it a good time? It was great. Yeah. It, you know, a lot of drinking, a lot of eating, some good fucking food. Lots of drunken went southern a, slappers. Went to a mystery house. You oh, know? Wait. oh, yeah. You told mm -hmm. me you actually rented a car mm -hmm. and got out of uh, New Orleans proper. In the swamp. We went to drain the swamp. So Didn't wait, you out. actually went into the Didn't swamp? Didn't work out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, I never actually got to experience that side of Louisiana. That's like, you know, where like, there's Cajun people. Yeah. Like that area of Louisiana. That's like, I mean, it seems like you're almost in like the movie Deliverance when you yeah. get to that. Or like a Leatherhead from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's me, Leatherhead. He was I'm Cajun, wasn't he? I'm gonna make me some turtle soup. Yeah. 
Well, as long as neither one of you guys had to squeal like a pig, because nope. that would have been terrible. No, no. That would have ruined the birthday. It would have, yeah. You know what probably kind of, you know, actually, I was wondering about this. You told me uh, you flew Spirit Airlines there. I did. How was that? First time I've ever done it. The way there was miserable, uh, just because the seat was small. And also, like, they try, I realized they try to screw you because this flight was so cheap. It was like $130. Well, that's trip. the thing. You know, note it, and keep in mind that their hub is Detroit. Yeah. So they kind of screw people. It's like one of the worst airlines I've ever flown. And it's it's like 40, if, but if you want to check a bag or even carry a bag on beyond a personal item, that's uh, $45. $45 just to each carry way. on a bag. Each way. Yeah. That's, that is insane. So I'm like, so I packed so super bucks. light. I just like, I'm wearing a pair of pants. I got two shirts. I got three pairs. Of, I'm doing it. I don't care. Well, that, I mean, and I didn't do it. And then I flew in a big seat the way back. I did like, like ghetto first class. Yeah, but like I a small, ghetto first a small class. backpack like that wouldn't really matter. You you don't change your clothes like what you wear them for like two weeks, right? Yeah, pretty time? much. So uh-huh. that's not a big deal. Yeah, you get used to that. Um, did you read about uh? Did you read about that recent article with the hamster? I was wondering about that because I read this article about the hamster. And uh, and Spirit Airlines, and I was wondering, like, were you able to bring your emotional support gerbils on the plane? No, no, they wouldn't let me. Well, I was like, how would they, they know? They found them. They they did the X ray, and they're like, what What are you trying to pull, pal? They X rayed your colon, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, they're all up in there. Found like three of them. Mm. You're just like, they're emotional support. I need these. Um, and then the guy, and then the security guy said to me, he's like. No wonder they're all bum chums. Too much the guilty bus. So <laughs> you just heard him putting on that plastic glove, totally. taking them out, yeah. extracting the gerbils. It's the story of Harrison's life. Um, no, so what I'm referring to is some girl in. Uh, this happened in Florida, I guess. A Belen Aldescocia, and 21 years old. She was flying from uh, Baltimore to uh, Florida. She's going back home, and she A wanted to Belen bring- Discosia? Belen Aldescocia. That's her name. Okay. Uh, Bellen, B-E-L-E-N, not Bell End, mm. British people. Bellen mm. is her name. Um, I don't know if that sounds Armenian or something. Right. But she had a dwarf hamster named Pebbles. Hmm. Dwarf hamster named Pebbles that she she had purchased as an emotional support hamster because okay. hamsters are there for your emotional support. Yeah, they really are. Like when I when I feel myself being depressed or I'm in need of some kind of emotional assistance, I usually turn towards a hamster, mm-hmm. much like you do gerbils. Um, so, uh, she was flying and she was going to go down there and, uh, Spirit Airlines, she called in advance. They're like, oh, you can totally bring on the hamster. That's fine. As long as it's in a cage, it's, it's okay. And so she was going to do this. And when she gets, she gets to the airport, they're like, oh, you can't bring that on the plane. No rodents allowed. And so they told her that she had to either let it go or flush it down the toilet. And so she said she was scared. It was horrifying or just, for her to put it in the toilet. Or just not get on the fucking plane. That's another option. Well, yeah, she, you could just not do that. <laughs> and know? just keep your hamster. Yeah. Instead, she said uh, she flushed it out of the toilets and she sat there for 10 minutes crying in the stall. This poor girl. Why wouldn't she just crush its skull with her shoe? That's <laughs> just, a quicker death than drowning in a fucking toilet. Right in front of the TSA. Just pull it yeah. out. And just or I like mean, I, Ozzy Osbourne, that shit. Bite its head off. That's how I used to kill mice in my in when I lived in New York because I ca- crush it with I, your I, shoe. I catch because you need the glue traps to to catch them. But what most people do because they're animals is they just throw the glue trap in the trash with the fucking mouse still alive. But I am a merciful soul, and I just fucking I put it in a plastic bag and I take my shoe and I just smash it. Instant death. Insta death. So wait, you would put down traps and they would be 
I guess they're they catch glue traps. They're glued to yeah, it. yeah, yeah. But they're still alive. They're still alive because how big are these things? Are these rats or they're mice? They're mice. They're like they're small. And so then you take it and you put in a plastic bag and just stomp it with your shoe. Yeah. Wow. What'd you do with it after that? Toss out the window. Oh, throw in the trash. Yeah. God. I can't. I mean, could you do your landlords like spray the building? Huh? How come there's fucking mice in your apartment? It's New York. It's New York. Like, if you live in Brooklyn in the winter, mice are like, "Oh my God, we got to live somewhere. It's cold." So they try to live in your house. God, doesn't that and scare you have the to send, shit out of you? you? No, you have to send the message. If you send, if you kill like two or three of them, the other ones get the message and they're like, you know what? This isn't the place for us. Let's go back home, Fievel, you know? Why don't you put rat poison down? Why glue traps? Somewhere out there <laughs> beneath. No, they don't eat that shit. They're too smart. But they're but they're dumb enough to go into a glue well, yeah, trap. Yeah, because they're quick. They're quick enough that they can like if you have those regular old school mouse traps like from cartoons. They're generally too quick for that shit. Um, they can get the food out, but with a glue trap, like they don't really understand it, and also the glue is smelled. It smells in a certain way that they like. So they get, it has like some yeah. kind of like food aroma or something. Yeah. So they just get stuck in it, and then they're just like, ah, they are they crying? Out. Do they make like squeaks? Yeah, you get home and you hear them going. Yeah, and then when you but most kill people them, just though, most people just take the trap, throw it in the garbage. Dude, that's some Jeffrey Dahmer type of shit. What is smashing these things to death? Oh, what would you do? Just throw <laughs> it in the garbage alive? I would chuck it out the window. So that's cruel, like a fucking frisbee. No, that's cruel, man. Well, someone's probably gonna drive over it. You're Jeffrey Dahmer. Well, I'm not. I'm not crushing the life out of these things. Well, why do you have a Filipino man with hydrochloric acid <laughs> drilled into his skull in the next room? Huh? Are you okay? Wait, did you use boots to do this, or, do you, or were you wearing high heels and doing oh. it really slowly? <laughs> uh, what do they call that porn? I forget, but yeah. it's awful. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, this girl got a lawyer, and now she's trying to sue Spirit Airlines. Good luck getting any money out of that fucking airline. Yeah, I mean they charge you forty five dollars to bring a carry on. Yeah. on the plane. It's the worst flying experience I've ever had. It is. If, it's funny if you, to me, if you too. But $50, you get a big-ass chair in front. Well, that's what's funny to me is that they, for 50 bucks, it's like you get a big chair. like Not even that big of a chair. It's a normal-sized chair. It's way it? bigger than any other fucking flight chair you'll Well, because get. that's one thing that they do is their coach class seats yeah. are pretty small. Like, I can sit in one. But I bet you you probably found them kind of uncomfortable. And you're not even that big of a guy. Oh, the, the coach ones? Yeah. Oh, awful. I was in yeah. agony. Whereas, like, their hub is Michigan. And also, the, 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 it's so loud. Like, I thought that plane had propellers. It was so fucking loud. <laughs> it's it, it, was like, it was like being on a fucking old Greyhound bus from the 50s. Well, it's because they repurposed planes yeah. from better airlines. Spirit's the worst mm. flying experience I've ever had. I'll never do it again. But anyway, I, I, I'm good luck getting fucking any money from them. Yeah. But, but for $130 round trip, though... That's dope. Man, do you know how much it normally costs? Like 350 bucks. You saved a couple hundred dollars. You know what I was trying to think of? Is Anne Rice the only reason that people associate fucking vampires with New Orleans? Is that it? Is that the only thing it comes from? I think so, yeah. Wow. I don't think there is. I mean, the city has this like mysterious ambience about it. And there's mm. the ghost stories, LaLaurie and all right. that. Voodoo. But I think the vampire voodoo. voodoo, Santeria. But um, I, think it was, uh, I think it was Anne Rice that brought the vampires there. And her house, did you go see Anne Rice's house? No. She has like her house in like the yeah. garden district that you yeah. can go check out. And she, I think she does a vampire's ball there every year or used to. I think I she's know. all into Jesus now. Oh, she used to yeah. do a vampire's ball there. They said I couldn't rap about Jesus. But the weird thing about New Orleans that I noticed is 
it's a deep racism is deeply embedded in that city okay it's a deeply racist city like even like the fucking LaLaurie story like she was like a slave owner they used to torture her slaves and do like like inhumane experiments actually if you actually do the reading a lot of that shit was just just an exaggeration she actually would just starve them and mistreat them there were no weird experiments or anything I read that she had like she had stuck like no. Like poles into their skull. No, that was like the tabloid journalism of the time. Like she was still I don't know. facing charges because she, you know, uh, starved them and mistreated them. But all that shit was just ghost story nonsense. Well, what about the little girl that she threw up the roof? That's a ghost story? I, I didn't ghost read about nonsense? that. I didn't read about I'd have they to say verify that, your, your wild claims. Well, anyway. Yeah. What I'm saying is there are a lot of slave owners in that city. Yeah. There was a lot of evil in that city. Mm-hmm. And still, to this day, I noticed when I was there... It's possible there was like to a be cruel without being racism. Mengele. You know what I mean? You could be cruel. You don't have to be fucking... <laughs> me- you don't have to be injecting blue dye into some little Mexican Dude, kid's eyes. the woman had like a secret room where she tortured slaves. No, 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 no. That's an exaggeration. They found that when, they, when the no. house was on fire. Read, 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 do some closer reading. Nope. They set the slave set the house on fire, and when firemen went in there, yeah, they, they found, found a secret room. First of all, that they were chained, they were chained in that there. That was slavery. That's what slavery was. That's how they punished them. They'd be like, "Oh, I'm going to disobey. I'm going to print we're out the article chain you I read. up in in all night in a room. That's what everyone did. She, but the, a lot That's of them what, were like chained, and they were like sliced open, no. and they had holes in their skulls. No, no, no. That's nonsense. I don't know where you get your facts You're from. You're full of shit. You have fake news. That's I read it have. in the fucking new. Forget it. I went on a fucking ghost tour. I went yeah, ghost oh, tour. yeah, those people. Yeah, a they go- know. That they, is a like ghost some... tour by someone yeah. who uh, who lives in New Orleans and is certified to be a ghost tour guide. Oh, okay. Right? It, I don't know where you get li- your facts a from. A licensed masturbator. That's because you uh-huh. read it on Fox News. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do have a voodoo section. On but Fox anyway, News. what I'm fucking saying is that mm-hmm. city, a lot of races in that city. I know it's like the black people there. Like if you ever go by the Ninth Ward, like people are like, don't even go in anywhere near that area. I don't know. Everyone's very friendly to me. Okay, you, you know? were there for four nights. When I, I, when I went, when I went, once I left New Orleans, once I got a half an hour outside of New Orleans, I saw a lot of black people pulled over by the police. But that was in Louisiana, not New Orleans. Well, okay, I'm saying fucking uh-huh. Louisiana, all right? Mm-hmm. New Orleans um, New Orleans is one city in Louisiana. It seemed very racially harmonious to me. You know? uh, I'm not so. sure where you went. But where I went, I went to a bordello mm-hmm. in fucking right outside of New Orleans, outside of New Orleans proper. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was kind of scary. Scored some cocaine there. It was kind of scary. So how is a bad neighborhood evidence of racism? What I'm saying, there's a lot of racism in the fucking South. That's the point. And it's, wow, and it's weird when you get outside of New Orleans and you start driving along Louisiana, you're like, wow, this is kind of creepy. It's the South. You, you, your cultural insights are equivocal with those of Sheryl Crow. Well, you're you know? completely, Every you are day is blindly a unaware. You're, blindly, yeah. you're like, this is a beautiful city. I am loving the cultural elegance of New Orleans. A racially harmonious city. It is like Europe. So like wait, are you just tiptoeing through the tulips, enjoying it? So, D, are you telling me that every day is a winding road? Well, is that according to you, uh-huh. you're like blithely unaware of any racial discordance in that area. Well, you want to soak up the sun of apartheid South Africa. Me, yeah, being being having grown up in apartheid, I'm acutely aware uh-huh. of my surroundings. And when I was in New Orleans, I was like, this is a very racist area. 
That's what I'm saying. Well, your wokeness has been compared to that of Ben Carson's. What you sound like, you sound like the people who are upset about Cheddar Man being black. I'm sorry, I bet you when you read that, you're just like, this is bullshit. I was outraged. I could imagine you being extremely outraged because you thought Cheddar Man was as white as a glass of milk. No, I was outraged because I thought Cheddar Man was a, a man who was... Made, of, made cheese. of cheese. Made yeah. of cheese. That's what I thought. And when I found that he wasn't, I, I shot a hole in my television. <laughs> That's how upset I was. So when you saw that uh, Cheddar Man yeah. is not a white person, were you outraged? Were you upset? Did you immediately take to Twitter? Uh, yep. I jumped on Twitter. I got my I got my crew. What, what do people do now? <laughs> they got, they, people have crews on Twitter. Is that right? So anyway, so just carrying in the racist theme, uh-huh. even though Harrison does not think Louisiana's racist. I said I'm Louisiana gonna, yeah, is gonna, racist. <laughs> I said New Orleans. I'm sure there's a couple racists me. in New Orleans too. But anyway, um, carrying the racist theme here. Even in the bad uh, neighborhoods, the black people were so polite to me. I was like, wow, this is great. You know? <laughs> Why don't you go move to the Ninth Ward? And see how how accepting they are. How is that an argument? No, I'm just saying okay. it. it's a racist area. Uh-huh. And I've experienced some racism there. D experiences reverse racism. I'd love I, to hear about this. Is it reverse this. racism maybe when it's just racism? A, maybe you should have a chapter about this in your uh, next dude, book. I experienced white racism there, too. Uh-huh. It's a racist fucking... That is a racist area of this country. Okay. The South over there. New Orleans might mm. be you know, the one cultural utopia... You paint with a broad brush, my friend. <laughs> you, know? you, you paint with a very unaware brush, an oblivious brush. A brush that is, uh, that is, that is hidden behind rose-colored glasses. Maybe those yellow-colored glasses that you're wearing. Your metaphors need work. <laughs> your yellow-colored glasses blind and your knowledge you of art for the reality your of no- racism. Your knowledge of paintbrushes also but need work. Cheddar Man. Uh-huh. So when you you actually told me you went to uh, the Goff's Cave in, yeah. in oh, Somerset. Yeah. yeah. So when you were there, did you uh, you just saw the what the skeleton? Yeah, I didn't know what race it. Well, I don't see race. Yeah, apparently and not. I don't see race. I don't see gender. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. When I'm looking at a skeleton, I especially don't see race. So when you were there, did you just think, oh, this is a white skeleton? This (laughs) is a purple skeleton? Well, they have, he has like a stupid, like Welsh voice because you go through with the audio tour and they have like a fake skeleton, like in the cave and you're looking at it and it's like, hello, I am Cheddar Man. I came here in 6,000 BC to sample the fine cheeses in this cave. Where I was eaten by a saber-toothed tiger sloth or whatever. What, is it just a tourist attraction now? Like, it's like, are there rides there? Um, I don't think there are rides. It's a cave. You can walk around it's it. It's just a cave. Yeah, and... there's like, you know. What area cheese. of England is you can, it? There's cheese. It's like Southwest England. Oh, they actually do have cheese there? Yeah, because that's where they cheddar. That's where the cheese comes from, motherfucker. Because they... Um, they, they have the cheese and they store it in the cave and that's what, I don't know, gives it its flavor or something or I don't know, something they store it. Caves are damp. So they store cheese in there. When did they discover this skeleton? I don't know. But that, so that was the thing though. It was a groundbreaking discovery because they found mm. this 10,000 year old skeleton. Mm. It, but did they, at the time, cause that, okay. All right. All right. I just saw it right here. 1903. Okay. They discovered the skeleton. Mm. And at the time, that the researchers have spent the last hundred years 
examining and investigating him. And early depictions of Cheddar Man, that's what they call him, uh, depicted him with white skin. And so people there just kind of assumed their ancestors were white. Right. And this European white pride that they have there. Also a racist area that fucking Europe, okay? Mm. Tell you one thing. I was there. I'm acutely aware of all the racism in Europe. I know you went there and you were like, this is a harmonious, beautiful continent. Well, I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, they don't, they don't have coal over there. So everything is, everything is, is white power, you know? Then they, and there are a lot of, especially how now. everything is lit, lit up and the cities are lit up with white power, everything. It's white power that lights up that entire continent. It's beautiful, continent. clean, white, white power. power. <laughs> <laughs> so what's funny is uh, the people who light up that, that, that country, who provide, provide energy mm. to the continent, the white power people yep. at the white power plant, <laughs> are really upset about this new revelation about Cheddar Man. Mm. So uh, DNA specialists have been... Uh, have been running tests on him and the uh and they've reconstructed they reconstructed the oldest known modern britain into a uh and what they did is they they i guess they ran tests for variants on genetically carried characteristics such as eye color hair type and skin color and the resulting reconstruction now on display in kensington london made by two dutch artists depicts a young man with dark skin dark hair and striking blue eyes. Dun, dun, dun. So how do they know the, the skin color from they a skeleton? Ju- they just uh, took his DNA samples and they oh. ran uh, variants based on uh, just uh, genetically carried characteristics. Yeah. What's interesting to me, though, yeah. dark skin, dark hair, and striking blue eyes mm. sounds like an aborigine. Right. Don't they have aborigines have blue eyes? Yeah. But, I mean, all races came from the same place. I guess they, they just yeah. walked out. Africa Pangea, what Pangea, they Pangea, yeah, right. at the time. Yeah. But... I mean, this to me sounds like uh, that they might have an Aboriginal issue there. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they shipped them all to Australia, and that's how they ended up there. But anyway, airships like in Final Fantasy. It's widely accepted that the majority of people alive today have common ancestors originating from the Middle East and various parts of the continent of Africa. Right. Um, Nevertheless, tell that to the folks on YouTube. Well, nevertheless, racists and white supremacists. The people who uh, who run the white power plants in Britain have a well-documented tendency to lean on the objective nature of science to substantiate their claims. And these groups are really, really upset that uh, these scientists have proven that Cheddar Man was black. And these are the same groups that also did an in-depth study of um, Renaissance paintings of Jesus Christ and determined that because of his teeth, Jesus Christ was not a Jew. They, how did they? How did they determine that? They looked at his teeth in the paintings, and and he didn't have Jew to, teeth, Jew yeah, shaped teeth. He didn't have Jew teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those yellow sharp Jew teeth. Yeah. <laughs> that's what. That's what we have. Um, so uh, there, there's so comment sections in the Daily Mail, which I think you pulled up, and YouTube have gone gone insane. They've gone amok. There's, uh, they have speculation. They're speculating that taxpayers' money is being used to fund a PC agenda. Another guy suggested that there was a less than paleobiological agenda at work here. Um, someone else warned that next week they'll be saying Cheddar Man's Chinese or Russian or Indian. Just cover every race. One word. It's all propaganda from the left. Yeah. Liberal propaganda. Mm-hmm. So um, Others called the scientists involved, these Dutch scientists, not even British scientists, Liberal lovies. They asked whether the skeleton would have voted in or out, which I don't know. Do you think Cheddar Man would have voted uh, to stay in, you think? 
I think he would have definitely voted to not get eaten by whatever the fuck <laughs> ate him. Probably his friends and family. Yeah, probably. Actually, he his probably friends and family probably did eat him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he probably voted to have that not happen, but he lost. Um, others asserted that this was lefty claptrap from a university, by definition, a left-wing espousing organization. How is lefty claptrap? Lefty Claptrap? Sounds like a guy from a shitty punk rock band. Yeah. <laughs> lefty Claptrap. Hey, <laughs> mate, it's just, me, Lefty Claptrap, right? Just covered in jailhouse tattoos. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Twitter accounts, like the rural conservative movement, uh, we're encouraging users mm. to, to take this with a pinch of salt, asserting that the speed with which these scientists used mm. to undermine concepts of Britain's being white prove that it's not true. They're saying it's they're using this cheddar man theory as a tool to beat whites over the head. So what what did you find here? Okay, so yeah, I was I was whenever I want to get, you know, ooh, just really just ooh, just do do do, do pinchy the nipples of of of, you know, get my finger on the pulse of what's going on, I go to YouTube. I look at the <laughs> comments on YouTube. That's how I just understand humanity, right? So, um here's here's a few it's bullshit, people, just the mainstream blackwashing history. <laughs> blackwashing? Yeah, they're blackwashing like history, as usual. Next, these lying anti-white criminals will claim they have found evidence that he didn't only have black skin, he was also a feminist and transgender. Either Cheddarman might be trans. Do you see the picture of him? Uh, yeah. He's got long hair. He's kind of got this wry smile. Looked a little, yep. Yeah, you know, um, his mangina was uh, covered in hair. Oh. Also black hair. Okay. I think he might have been transgender. Hmm. Um, and he was somebody... part fish. I don't know if you noticed that. Is he part fish? He's part fish, yes. God damn. Love Bailey's. The deep Drink ones. it from a shoe. The deep Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, I don't know what. Yeah, and uh, somebody else responded to some of those. Said uh, white people are big mad, big mad. They're big mad. That Trump a, did that one. That's the thing. No, Trump, I don't, okay. Yes, <laughs> I, don't, I think that's what the kids say now. You yeah, know? commenter's name is at real President Trump. Right. Yeah. So, um, so since whites evolved from blacks, doesn't that mean we had every right to colonize Africa? Since we apparently originate from that shithole. That was the president. That was Trump. Okay, that, that was that Trump. was actually Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. all right, all right. So, uh, and then there's, no one can ever cry racism again now. The scientician says we're all the same. The scientists, huh? Yeah, the scientists say scientists that now. are saying that. Yeah, they say that. And then, uh, well, if my ancestors were black, that means I'm part black, and that means I can shut everyone down by shouting racist at everything. You know, this is making me think that racism in Europe is way worse than racism in the South. <laughs> yeah, it's... Jesus Christ, what is yeah. wrong with you people? Well, here's the piece de resistance of this. A lot of people are saying that it's a, um, a Jewish conspiracy, a Jewish hoax. Wait, were the, were the scientists Jewish that, discovered, that did the reconstruction? I don't know. Well, they're Dutch, probably not. Yeah, but... Um, but this is what, you know, the Jews control the media. Juvenati, Therefore, they control Juvenati. science and scientists. So um, here, one guy says, Cheddar Man was a lie manufactured by and for the Jews to make American racism non-competitive. <laughs> <laughs> Who's making racism competitive? 
I, well, I think it's it's in the Olympics, right? It's in the oh, Winter it is, Olympics. It is, yeah. It is a, yeah. The Olympics that are darker and gayer than they ever have been. I don't know if you noticed that. Right. It's like, well, how many Irish slurs can you come up with in like 15 <laughs> seconds? You know, those are the guys who always take home the, the gold. And then actually another, my, my favorite comment about it being a Jewish co- conspiracy is some guy who just said, nice try, Shlomo. Shlomo. <laughs> But why would the Jews want to spread this conspiracy? That's what I don't understand. This is just like white supremacists believe that all, all everything liberal, goes back to the yeah, Jews. Yeah, yeah. It's a, the, it's Jews all the Jews try to foment uh, political and racial unrest for their own agendas. This is always what people have said. Well, I think they're so, having I think they're having a bit of an existential crisis because really it should be called black supremacy because they all came from black people. That's true. So uh, yeah. apparently, this whole white. They've whitewashed history, mm. to be honest. Mm. You know, I read one here, one comment that actually is somewhat interesting, a little bit better, a little, a little bit more thoughtful than is the ones that we just, just read. Is this all just a marketing, um, uh, some kind of guerrilla marketing thing to go along with Black Panther coming up next week? <laughs> Either that or it's a guerrilla marketing thing for the Goff's Cave in Somerset. They're oh, just trying to get more people to go ooh, over there, yeah. buy some cheese. Um, some guy said here... Uh, whether it was, he was asking whether it was certain that Cheddar Man and those like him were just weren't just visitors or invaders who were captured. Like, mm. how do you know they were original, uh, you know, inhabitants? I don't know. That, that, that's a good question, yeah. actually. I mean, yeah. I was, I, was, I read that and I'm like, I can't really make fun of you mm. for being racist. Um, but strangely, this wasn't a widespread concern about Cheddar Man in the last 115 years since he was found. But what if he was a slave? Cheddar Man. Yeah. Like maybe that skeleton was a slave of somebody, you know. Uh, you know. Who knows? Maybe he was a proctologist. Who cares? You know. What does that mean? <laughs> but that's what. The, but what yeah. they're saying is that the they're trying to justify saying like the original people that that lived there, their ancestors were white, not black. But I'm sorry, they're black. Okay, they're black. Mm. Um, but but they're missing the whole fucking point of this, as they usually do when they're trying to. Look at this. What is the binary thing? Well, that's the thing. They're interested in the relationships between the Mesolithic people on the continent and in Britain and in people today. So they're investigating the extent which people emigrated when farming came to Britain 4,000 years later. And they want to look at how genomes from ancient people and natural selection has changed the population over the past 10,000 years. You can learn a lot from this. But instead, what people see is like, no, we're not blowing to come from black people. Nice try, Shlomo. Shlomo, good job, scientician. Mm. Uh, so anyway, well, the results might be surprising to some, but one of the doctors here that uh, have studied this pointed out that we've known for a long time that most of our ancestry traces back to Africa, some around 60 to 70,000 years ago. So and as people moved, it was assumed that light pigmentation developed relatively quickly over the years. And dietary patterns also changed. Hmm. So, I mean, there, there's a lot you can learn about it. Uh, but instead, people just choose to be racist, you know, and then bring it into Brexit. It's all part of Brexit now. I heard that they blessed the rains down in Africa. Is that true? I think they did, actually. Mm, okay. Do you think Toto was a white supremacist group? <laughs> they might be. Um, they were definitely a Rosanna Arquette supremacist group. That's for damn sure. <laughs> anyway, I wonder what uh, I think they need to resurrect Cheddar Man. And find out from him whether With, or not, you know, people were black back then or white. 
Yeah. It's the only way we're going to know about this. Can't we do that like in Jurassic Park or whatever? Yeah. Why don't they do that? Yeah. Why don't we bring ancient or what about Encino Man? How'd they bring him back to life? Um, I he think, was white, actually, if you think about it. I him. think Pauly Shore had sex with a skull. Isn't that what ha- how it happened? I forget how. I, you know, yeah. I forget how that happened. And either. it was magic or something. And his sperm, the sperm of Pauly Shore brought this caveman back to life? Uh-huh. Huh. Yeah, that's what. What about unfrozen caveman lawyer? He was white. He was white. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't make a point. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just wondering okay. if we look at all these cavemen's through the cavemen's depicted in some of our favorite movies, they all seem to be white. So maybe this Cheddar Man theory is bullshit. That's a good point. Maybe I'm calling bullshit on this. All right, mm. I agree with the white supremacists that we just read about those scientists trying to promote their Jewish conspiracy, lefty claptrap. Yeah, just just so they can put in a swing dancing scene wasn't there a swing dancing scene in Encino Man because it took place in the 90s and every movie in the 90s had a fucking swing dancing scene you know I don't remember no you know what I'm thinking of Blast from the Past was that also with Pauly Shore Brendan Fraser Brendan Fraser gets frozen in the 60s and then he wakes up in the 90s and he (laughs) hooks up with Alicia Silverstone and Alicia Silverstone's roommate is a gay Dave Foley Oh, wow. Yeah. I should watch this movie. It sounds interesting. It, yeah, and there's a big swing dancing scene. <laughs> I love swing dancing, too. <laughs> I know you do. Have you seen pictures of Brendan Fraser recently? No. There's a reason. Oh, he wow. is hideous. He's oh, become wow. a hideous creature. I don't know oh. if it was drugs or poor genetics. Something made that guy into it. You don't see him in anything. Hmm. Like, he's he's not like Tom Cruise. Like, Tom Cruise is like, I don't know, 120. Yeah. And he still looks like he's like 40. Brendan Fraser looks like, yeah, he, he kind of looks like Roger Ailes or something. Yeah. He's kind of fat. He's balding. Yeah. He's got like big bags over his eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you don't see him in it. I, I kind of wish they'd make Mummy 4 and bring him back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they probably won't. They're going to recast that. Anyway, people, it's episode 621 here, Sick and Wrong. Uh, we have uh, news coming up next, and uh, we have phone calls after that. But first, here's a word from, about our Patreon page. Do you need more sick and wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a sick and wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sick and wrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better sick and wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sick and wrong. So the first story we have here comes in from Mike. Mike writes, achievement unlocked. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know what kind of achievement uh, this would be, but hey, he did unlock it though. Hmm. Uh, man's rectum falls out of its place after he played phone games while on the toilet for 30 minutes. It's a long time. It's a long time to be on the shitter. Thirty I've been, minutes. I've been on the sh- you know. Thirty minutes. Sometimes you're reading something. You don't feel like getting up. Dude, my my legs fall asleep after like ten, fifteen minutes. It's happened. Thirty minutes. So that what? I don't understand why sitting just sitting naked makes your rectum fall out. That makes zero sense to me. Well, well, let's hear it. Well, let's see here. Yeah. So a man in Southeast China. Maybe it's in China. They just have loose colons or something. 
Um, I wonder if it's because they don't have toilet seats and people just squat over. That that's one thing that I was going to bring up. I okay. wonder if he was. They don't specify whether he was on a regular toilet or a squat toilet. But do they have regular toilets in China? I would say so, probably. Yeah. I, I don't know. Mm. I mean, my uh, my friend P- uh, P Town went Didn't there. Didn't Steel go to China? Steel? <laughs> I don't think Steel's ever left Michigan. Oh, okay. I could imagine Steel been. Ch- I would, you know, honestly. I think I'm face. Maybe I'm. You know what? You ever see that show that Ricky Gervais did with Carl Pilkington where they sent him around the world? No, but I'm familiar with it. I would love to do that with Steel. Yeah. Like if we had, uh, if our Patreon took off where we were making like a shitload of money, I would love to send Steel around the world mm. or at least around the country <laughs> just to get his take on everything. Yeah. Actually, around the world would be better. Like Steel in Africa. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> Um, I'd send him to Cheddar. I think Steel would. I'm sure Steel has a lot to say about Cheddar, man. You know, I almost moved to Tanzania at one point. Why? Because my girlfriend at the time was moving there and wanted me to go with African? her. No. Oh. She just got a job there and she's like, come with me. And I was thinking about it. And I remember thinking, like, if I was going to move there, I was going to do the third season of my web show that would take place there, <laughs> my web series. <laughs> the continuation. That'd yeah. be amazing. Uh-huh. Would you get all local actors? Yeah, I'd have to. What are we going to do? Fly people to fucking Africa? Fly the original characters in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, um, that would have exceeded my budget of $200. Did uh, you actually end up going to Tanzania to no, check it out? No, I didn't. We broke up. Uh, I'm wondering what kind, of, what kind of toilets they have there. I'm picturing just hole in the ground. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But anyway, P-Town went to uh, China with Captain Carl, who's been on the show. And he was saying... That oftentimes it is just a hole in the ground. You get like a little brush to kind of push the the turds into the hole. No. And you squat over it. That's how you do it. No. Why a brush? Well, not at like the nicer hotels had regular toilets. But a lot of the other places, like you go to some restaurants and it's just a hole in the ground and you squat over it. Which actually is supposed to be better for your uh, digestion. Right. I've heard that. Is it supposed to be because you're vertical. You're not hunched over a toilet seat. Um. But yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. You know, it, it's it's funny. Uh, so at my work, we have a lot of Chinese people because we have a product that's in China. So they have a lot of Chinese people that work China. In, in Glendale. Uh-huh. And so I don't notice this in the guy's bathroom, but my girlfriend who works with me, she says the girl's bathroom can be fucking disgusting. Mm. And I was like, why? She's like, I have no idea why this is, but oftentimes you'll go into the stall and there'd just be a turd on the floor, a turd on the side of the seat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, how does that happen? And we're, I mean, I was just like, this is, you should go into full investigation mode here and find mm-hmm. out why this is happening. Turns out she said that uh, a lot of the Chinese people there squat on the toilets. Like they lift up the, 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 the seat and just squat over the toilet. Oh my. I, mm. I don't know how you would balance like that, but apparently yeah. sometimes you miss, you get like a little bit of a turd on the Ooh. seat. <laughs> I, I I thought they had like a special stepping thing to to make like to convert your toilet into a squat toilet. I think that's for cats. <laughs> the sure litter quitter. Yeah. I tried that out. My cat didn't yeah. work. Um. Anyway, a man in Southeast China had to rush to the hospital at midnight after noticing a mysterious ball-sized lump had fallen out of his anus. Oh, no! Yep. Lump did he take it out of the toilet or did he leave it in the toilet? No, it was hanging out of his oh, anus. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's attached all right, to him. All right, all right. It's like a tail. Mm. Uh, doctor said the lump, which was still attached to his rear, was his rectum, and it had lost its attachment to his body. Oh! Yeah. 
<laughs> he wrecked it. Uh, yeah. They also said the condition called the rectal prolapse could be caused by the fact that the man had sat on the toilet for more than 30 minutes. Huh. I, I, I wonder s- if he was just continuously trying to go the whole time. That would make sense. And just pushing it out? Just pushing, pushing, pushing. Because you know how sometimes when you feel like you have to go, but you just push and nothing that comes out kind of thing? You know? But yeah, but I'm not sitting there for 30 minutes. No, I know. You don't, but doesn't it you hurt your do ass to sit there for 30 minutes? Yeah, your legs go numb after a minute. Yeah, know, exactly. Then it's like, I, I but know. Then you just, your legs are numb, and who cares? They're numb. When the circulation is being cut off to my lower extremities, I know it's time to stop shitting or sitting on the shitter. Uh, yeah, but you, you know, sometimes, you know, if you're, sometimes if you're a man with wife and kids, you yeah, want geez. any excuse to not be around them. You know, <laughs> that's the Al Bundy defense. Yeah, remember how Al Bundy like converted the bathroom downstairs to his office? Yeah, and no yeah. one else is allowed to go in there. Right. He'd go in there for like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> According to the man, he had been playing mobile phone games while trying to defecate. Ooh, I lost track of time. Yeah, um, that's one thing I noticed at my work. It's funny. It's like you'll go in there, you'll take a shit. I, I waste time on the shitter at work. Not 30 minutes. I don't yeah. think I could sit there for 30 minutes. Plus, it fucking smells like shit. Um, <laughs> but I'll be in there for at least 10, 15. Because why, why go back to my desk? Like, why deal with it? But notice, like, you sit there and some people forget to turn off the sound on their phone. Mm. And it's like you'll hear, like, a fucking video game. Yeah. It's like you're playing fucking Doodle Jump over there, <laughs> dude. Angry Birds. Yeah. All right? I'm hearing the fucking noise of the birds. So I bet you can lose track of time. You can. Yeah. Um, The patient whose identity was not revealed was treated at the gastrointestinal surgery division in uh, Zongzhan, Guangdong Province, China. I have no idea. Gesundheit. Yeah. Uh, He told the reporter that the man was diagnosed with rectal prolapse, a condition that sees the, the last part of one's intestines I love the language in this. It has to be a translation here. Mm. The last part of one's intestines, losing its attachment to the body and becoming visible from outside of the body. <laughs> Dr. Sue said the patient situation was rather severe. I think this is also... That knowing- makes it sound like your fucking asshole is astral projecting itself somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and you can control it yeah, moving yeah. around with its with its eye. Yeah. It's your third eye. Um, it's also known as the pink sock syndrome. I don't know if you knew about that. Um, You're just making that up, you <laughs> fucker. Have you ever heard of... Uh, Fake have, news have, by have, D. Simon. Have you ever seen pink sock porn? No, but I feel like you've told me Lenora about it. Lenora has told us about it. Okay. Because yeah. Lenora used to work for, I forget the name of the, it's like some gay magazine. Mm. And she had to review porn. And uh, part of the porn she had to do, they would send her, give her like pink sock porn. Which is like a thing, I guess. Where mm. you like, dudes get fucked so many times that uh, their anus prolapses. And the prolapse is supposed to be kind of sexy. I don't know. She said she saw a porn where someone sucked the prolapse. No! <laughs> Which is just vile. No! No, 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 no. I tried to get an interview a few years back with uh, the woman known as the Rose Colon. She, mm. could, she could push her, her anus out. She's had anal sex for so long. Um, but she never responded to the messages. So mm. maybe, maybe sick and wrong is below her pay grade, apparently. Anyway, uh, Dr. Seuss said the patient has had rectal prolapse since he was four years old. Dr. Seuss? No, Dr. Sue. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> now I'm trying to come up with a rhyme with re- yeah. rectal prolapse, <laughs> but it's hard to rhyme with the word prolapse. They no longer had their <laughs> rectums. They no longer had their spectrums. Mm. Uh, the patient has had rectal prolapse since he was four years old, but the bulge was able to retract in the past. He said he could just shake it back in, doing a little shake with his rectum. Oh, I thought now we're dealing with like a time-traveling colon for a second. I, I mis, misheard you. No, it, like, okay. it retracts, and yeah. then it, he can like push it back in. Okay. And if he does a little Harlem shake, and it goes back in. Uh, but he did not have I've the condition I've sent my colon treated. back to 1985. <laughs> then he can retract it. Go Is to that- a Bananarama concert, I guess. I don't know what it's going to do there. He did not have the condition treated, so the situation got worse. It sounds to me that the kid's had an issue since he's been four years old, yeah. and he could just push it back in, mm. and it just falls out from time to time, hmm. which got to make sex kind of awkward. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Sue said spending too much time in the toilet can weaken one's muscles in the pelvis. The bulge that comes out from the anus can sometimes be retracted back inside the body with the fingers, mm-hmm. so you could just... Push it back in, I'm assuming, right. which um, has to be gross. I don't even know what I would do. I think I would barf. I would vomit if I saw my anus, my rectum come out of my anus. I don't know what you do. Like, would you go be like, you know, would you go yell, you know, ask your girlfriend to help you push it back in? Babe, babe, <laughs> come here. Can you, can you, yeah. Babe, oh, why, uh, are you, why are you leaving? What's going on? <laughs> Babe, can you help me out? Uh, can you pause Riverdale for a moment yeah. and help me push back my my rectum and my anus? Um, he said that the ball-shaped bulge was outside of his anus and it had a diameter of about 6.3 inches. So that's a pretty big ball, actually, if you think about it. Six inches? A six inch, a six inch diameter. Jesus so like, fucking Christ. Yeah, I don't know how uh, that came out. It's pretty big. That's like a croquet ball or something, right? Something like that. <laughs> it's probably about the size of a croquet ball. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, according to Dr. Sue, rectal prolapse usually occurs on children or elderly people. For some young kids, uh, the condition could be related to innate dysfunction. Uh, although the patient has had the condition since his early ages, uh, the doctor added that the cause of the prolapse has, was the long duration spent on the toilet. Uh, he said when the patient was trying to defecate, the action had weakened the muscles in his pelvis, causing him to have a prolapse. Uh, Can I ask you something? Why is this a news story? This seems like this should all just be relegated to the, the patient's medical file and not on fucking <laughs> Daily know. Mail or something, you know? Like, Maybe because it's, this might happen all the time in the U.S., but yeah, in China, yeah. this is news. Okay. I don't yeah. know. I mean, maybe it's... Like they're interviewing the doctor. <laughs> like, it's not... Do they not have patient confidentiality? Jesus Christ, man. Maybe because it happened, you know, in just an extraordinarily long time on the toilet. 30 yeah. minutes, you know. Uh, surgeons successfully removed the lump from the man the same day, and he's now recovering. Although his family has given him strict time limits on, uh, on, the, on the bathroom. <laughs> so he's got like 10 minutes where mm. you're done. Uh Another doctor, a colleague of Dr. Sue's here, explained that whether one is sitting or squatting over a toilet, the pressure in the abdomen builds up, which can force the rectum to stick out as the pelvic muscles are not strong enough to keep it in. Mm. So, uh, so there you go. doesn't matter if you squat or if, you, if you're hunched over on a regular toilet, you still can prolapse your anus. 
Good to know. <laughs> Good to know. Thank God. God. Mm. I don't know what I would do. Like, I, I, that's one thing. Like, I'm not a big, a big anal sex fan. Like, some guys are super into anal sex. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really into anal sex. Me neither. Mainly because I feel like you can you know, do some damage. Like, it can be really painful for yeah, yeah, the, the recipient. Yeah. But also, I don't know what I would do if I was fucking a girl in her ass and all of a sudden it, like, prolapse rectum came out. I would barf on her, probably. Yeah, I probably would, too. And then I don't know what I would do. I would cry, maybe. I'd leave the room for sure and call nine one one. But I, yeah, I would be really freaked out. I I'd might... call. I'd call my lawyer immediately <laughs> before I called the doctor. Even yeah. Harrison's got his Jew lawyer on yeah. speed dial, <laughs> just in case. Nice try, Shlomo. <laughs> All right, what do you have here for a second story? All right, so convicted murderer wins sixty five thousand dollars after California prison instructor treated him like a sex slave. Ooh. Sounds, sounds like a story that's right up your alley here. It is. And I, I gotta say, this story is pretty sexy. It's pretty, pretty... Have you ever had this fantasy, this jail prison fantasy? Kind of. Yeah, I think yeah. I've had fa fantasies along these lines. Like a know? prison guard. That's Being like... under the power of... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I think I've definitely like role played it, probably. Yeah, I think so. I think Shawshank I had, Redemption. No, I've role played play? it like a har like a Harleen Quinzel kind of situation, you know. Harley Quinzel. Harleen Quinzel. Who's that? That was Harley Quinn's name before she became Harley okay. Quinn. She, she, she was Doctor Harley Quinzel, psychiatrist. Oh, I should yeah. know this. I just watched Suicide yeah, Squad. What, the f what were you watching then? There's a whole know. thing about it. I, I think I was looking at my phone. That movie's right. kind of retarded. It's a little ridiculous. <laughs> It makes zero sense. Senseless. It's yeah. senseless. Anyway, a federal jury has awarded $65,414 to a convicted murderer in California's San Quentin State Prison who claimed he was turned into a sex slave by a vocational instructor. So if you're a convicted murderer, you're in there for life. Yeah. What do you do with sixty-five grand? Can you give it to your family? I would imagine you give it to your family. Or you just put it all in the commissary. The commissary, yeah. <laughs> it's a hell of a lot of that, moon that, pies. That's a lot of pudding cups there, guy. <laughs> you know? Hey. All right. Uh, William Cordoba won the judgment last week after a six-day trial in U.S. District Court in Oakland, California. The 57-year-old Cordoba sued janitorial vocational instructor Sylvia, Sylvia Polito in 2012 using handwritten paperwork filled with page after page of his cursive penmanship. Wow. Yeah. This guy didn't even type it out. He just wrote in cursive. In cursive. She told me that it was my penmanship that had caught her attention. Hmm. He said in one of the filings detailing the abuse. Wow, so yeah. she's, that's what she's into. Yeah. Penmanship. Do you remember when we had to learn cursive? You know, in school? I, I never learned cursive. You never learned cursive. Never learned cursive. <laughs> they didn't teach it in Africa. Yeah, man. They taught it to us. And I remember when they first started teaching us like how to write checks, they said, Yeah, you have to write everything out in cursive. You're like, who the check is to, the amount, you know, in words. And I did that until I was like in my late twenties. I, I, I don't I thought get that's it, though. what you had to do. And then I was like, wait a minute, I can do whatever the fuck I want. What what's the point of cursive? Like why cur why did they teach cursive? I don't think they teach it anymore. They don't even teach it to kids anymore. I, feel, I don't know, but I I I remember hearing that they don't anymore. But it's is useless. it like shorthand? Like what was the point of it? It's not shorthand. Um, I don't know what the point of it was. I honestly don't. 
I, I never, yeah, yeah, I never, since I didn't I grow up I thought the here, point of it was that. just for writing checks. And then I realized, no, you can write checks however the fuck you want to because you're giving money to people. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. So, I, yeah. do you ever find yourself some, sometimes just going into cursive and just doing it? Yeah, it's happened. It's <laughs> happened. I guess you learn cursive to learn how to do your signature. I don't even know. It's weird. Yeah, but signatures but, these days just kind of look like you know, no yeah, one even gives a it's shit. Just nonsense. Like Suicide Squad. Oh yeah. Anyway, so um, <clears throat> Cordoba described how Polito hired him as a clerk in her office trailer in May 2010 and quickly started coming on to him, saying things like, get closer, I don't bite. Ooh. And I got to say, it says he's 57. It doesn't say her age. And I looked up like seven different incarnations of this story to find out her age and what she looked like, and I couldn't find either. Yeah, I was trying to find a picture yeah. of that too. I couldn't it was find real her sad. Real, real sad. Um, so she became flirtatious, told me that she had read my file, that she made enough money to hire a lawyer to get me out of prison. And that all I had to do was listen to her, do what she said and keep things to myself. So is this part of your fantasy too? Like in your, when you were doing your Shawshank Redemption jail fantasy, did you also think, Oh, okay. She's got money for a lawyer for me. No. No, it wasn't part of it? No. no. There's, nothing, there's nothing that nice. Was there any cursive? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love how this guy's been convicted of murder. He has life in prison. And he actually thinks that this guard can hire some fancy lawyer. Yeah. Anyway, I guess you. it's good that he still has hope. Hope is a dangerous thing to have. It and certainly here. is. Andy Dufresne. All right. Uh, a couple days passed. Then around noon, I was at my desk working on the computer, and Ms. Polito stood behind me, leaned over my shoulder, and put her hand over my hand as I was using the mouse to click entries on the computer and said, Here, let me help you do this faster. That was the first time that Ms. Polito and I had sex. Wow, that is sexy. That's sexy. That's the most... Very romantic. It's like the most boring porn I've ever heard of in my life. My God. Just boring office porn. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, you know, it's like they're going to have a three-way with Clippy from Microsoft <laughs> Office. It looks like you're writing an appeal letter. Can I help you? Remember Clippy? That fucking yeah, thing? whatever happened to that thing? I think they, they retired. They sunsetted that fucking thing. I'm amazed because you know? Microsoft has kept their shit the same for so many decades. Yeah. I'm surprised they were just like, no, people love Clippy. Like, I don't know. Where, where did Bill Gates come up with that? Uh, I don't the know. The seventh circle of hell, probably, yeah, I no if idea. I had to guess. I'm still haunted by Clippy to these days. I know. I know. He said three days after their first encounter, she changed the locks on her office and assured him no custody staff would walk in on them when he was performing sexual favors for her. Wow. Yeah. She's, she, this is premeditated. Uh -huh. She's a sexual... She's like Harvey Weinstein. She is. She's like a sexual predator. If Harvey Weinstein did everything in a trailer. <laughs> um, yeah, I, that's one thing I got... What, 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 what were they working on? Like, what were they doing? Like, what was her job? Um, I don't know. It's, like, it, it, like I, I think it said that she was like a custodial. So that's what I don't understand. Yeah. Why would they have a computer in there? I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense. You know? So I wonder how often after the sexual relationship was established, mm. I wonder if as soon as he got in there, she just locked the doors and it's like, and it's on. Yeah. 
Or if they would still kind of like for the first 10 minutes feign working, like right. would, like she'd give him an assignment. Next thing you know, it's like he's eating her out. I remember one time I had to do, there was this chick, it was like, I think it was before FetLife. So I met her on like, ad, not adult friend, one of those stupid like early, like adult.com or something. <laughs> and um, she was a sub, but she was really into the movie Secretary, which was mainly oh, yeah. her main. And I had, the, she wanted to do a whole, yeah, with Maggie Spader Gyllenhaal and, Maggie and James Gyllenhaal, Spader. Yeah. And she wanted me to set up a whole, you know, scenario where I'm the boss and she's the secretary and I would have to give her like tasks to do, but she'd do it like handcuffed and, you know, collared and shit. And I'd have to be like, write this letter, reproduce this letter, carry these books across my living room, you know, kind of shit like that. Why don't you make it more realistic and be like, okay, do you have that TPS report? (laughs) I've been waiting. All right. Yeah, so... <laughs> what a boring fucking... I guess some people, whatever your floats your boat, yeah. whatever fantasy you might have, but that to me, that just sounds very boring. Yeah. But yeah. hey. Yeah, it's a little silly, but... Um, yeah, so uh, Cordoba said he eventually came to believe Polito was lying to him and was involved with another inmate. So he tried to back away and told her that he wanted to discuss their relationship with his psychiatrist. So so it sounds like he was like, you were two-timing me. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to rat you out to my shrink. You know, I wonder how many dudes, Mm. like how many inmates she had relations with. And even if she was, who cares? That's the other thing, too. It's like, if I was that guy, he's on death row. How often is he getting laid? Yeah. What else is there to do? What are you? You got pudding cups you should be eating somewhere? Like, what, what the fuck? Or your fucking, uh, what is that called? The little fucking, uh, the uh, Fifi, Fifi towels? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's either your alternative is fuck your Fifi, fuck a dude, or have sex with this prison guard lady. Let's have a kiki. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, he said that's when Polito fired him and told a prison official he had been stalking her. Ooh, she Turn is evil. The tables, yeah. She's an evil lady. The most boring evil lady that ever lived. Do you think she had like she wore her prison outfit, but then when she was role playing or when when she's when sexy time was happening, she'd strip it off and it was just like a leather Nazi outfit or something. <laughs> like I wonder if she wore outfits underneath it. Yeah, she probably had some like you know really oh, boring like lingerie some... or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cordoba was then placed in solitary confinement. Whoa, she yeah. is evil. Uh-huh. Polito testified in her own defense at trial and denied any sexual relationship ever took place. Cordoba also testified, as did several other witnesses. So there were witnesses, apparently. Oh, so people actually were, saw, saw her mistreatment of him, I suppose. They saw something, presumably. But God, I mean, if you think about it, it's his word against hers. They're obviously going to side with her. Well, the jury ultimately sided with Cordoba <laughs> and awarded him $15,000 for harm resulting from Polito's actions and $50,000 for punitive damages. Nice. What a score. That's right. Cordoba is serving a life sentence for a 1981 second-degree murder and robbery in San Francisco. Wow. There you go. So, uh, so what happened to her? I, we don't know. They didn't even say what. What a shitty story! I know, isn't is. it? They even say what happened to her. Like, is she charged with a crime now, or did she just lose her job? Um, if it can be, 
Well, you know, the, obviously the threshold for proof is, is way lower in civil court, you know? Mm, yeah, that's true. So if they, I mean, because generally most states, they have a thing where if you can prove that if you work at a prison, you have sex with a prisoner, that counts as statutory rape. Mm. Because they're in your custody, they're, you know, they can't legally consent. Although apparently, what I recently learned, because I read this story, that there are like 30 states in the United States where a prisoner can consensually have sex with, have a, guard? Sex with a guard. Yeah. Wow. There was like a story I remember, I was read, read about it in Brooklyn that just happened where this girl, this like 18 year old girl, got arrested by these uh, narcotics detectives and they fucked her in the, in the back of the squad car. And she filed a complaint and they're like, well, it's consensual. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. God, I didn't even think that could happen. Which is insane. But in a prison, though, you can't have a consensual relationship with a guard. I think in some states you can. That's a sad thing. God, it thinks like it's or a weird it's power not differential there. Like, I think there's a charge or you get fired or something, but it's not like statutory rape. So. You know, I think this guy's going to be a marked man in that prison. Because he just cock-blocked however many he other really inmates. He you know, really, if you think about it, he yeah. ruined a good thing for a lot of guys in that prison. Yeah. I would be nervous. More, I'd stay in solitary if More I was so him. than that, they all know that he has 65 grand now. Yeah, so, now he's got 65 yeah. Gs, and he just cock-blocked, like, I don't know how many, a number of prisoners. Right. Yeah, he's a marked man. I'd be watching out for the shibs. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, uh, send your story to sickaroundpodcasthotmail.com. We have phone calls coming up next. You can call the Sickaround Drunk Dial line at 323-522-4032. But first, here's a Valentine's Day message from Adam and Eve. You can make this Valentine's Day one that you'll both never forget with this amazing offer from adamandeve.com. Through Valentine's Day, you'll receive 50% off just about any item. Just go to adamandeve.com and you'll find over 18,000 adult entertainment products, including toys, lingerie, and a seemingly endless selection of adult DVDs. And there's more. With every order, you'll receive our romance kit free. Our romance kit includes a toy for him, a special massager for her, and a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus a free adult DVD to put you in the mood. And that's not all. Oh, no. We'll also throw in free shipping on your entire order. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special Valentine's offer. Get 50% off one item, a free romance kit, and free shipping when you enter offer code DIDDLE. D-I-D-D-L-E. That's DIDDLE at adamandeve.com. So we got a few phone calls to get to. People can call stick around hotline 323-522-4032. Uh, the first call we have here is from a. This guy actually didn't even call in. He sent a MP3 about some of his thoughts, a medley of sick and wrong thoughts by AJ. Okay. It's a medley. Here's AJ. Hey there, sick and wrong. I've just been compiling a bunch of thoughts and comments on various things from recent episodes, and I figured I'd share some of them with you. The holiday episodes this year were fantastic. It was really nice to hear you guys chatted up with some fans. It was cool that D finally got Wackerly to do a full episode, and it warmed my icy little heart listening to the old Bay City crew reminiscing about their depraved childhoods. My only magical Christmas wish for next year would be to just have 15 minutes of Harrison and Wackerly on the same episode, just to hear the sweet sound of them both berating D for what whatever asinine theory he has about the latest serial killer or sex criminal has a long do you really think that would go well 
I don't. I think it'll be far less interesting than people seem to think it would be. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've heard I, other people say that too, and I'm like, I mean, like, maybe, like maybe a lot of people thought like the Jetsons meet the Flintstones would be cool, but, but yeah, it, it kind of sucked. It, it was you know? it was that so, the, the cartoon crossover didn't work out really yeah, well. So, did you ever see when uh, uh, what was that show, The Critic? And the Simpsons did a crossover. You know, that actually was a good episode. So. That, that one actually yeah, yeah, did yeah, work. Yeah. But it was funny because they're very self-referential about it. Right, yeah. And like, yeah. I remember at one time, Bart was just like, I just feel really dirty yeah. about this. <laughs> right. I think that's what would happen right. if we did that. The Critic was good. It was a good show. I liked it. Yeah, I watched, some of it was really good. Yeah. I How come that show's never, they never brought that back? You never see it in reruns or, or syndication or anything. Because what's a film critic? You know what I mean? It's not really a thing people care or think about anymore. Everyone's a critic now with Everyone's fucking Yelp. A, yeah, yeah. And Rotten right? Tomatoes. Yeah. Ruins all our movies. Uh-huh. Time listener, that would be a goddamn delight. Next, great fucking idea with the wipes for men thing. But I just thought it would be funny to point out that this product is absolutely already real and it is very successful. They're called Dude Wipes. They came out around 2012. The guys went on Shark Tank the TV show and got money from Mark Cuban. They won a bunch of awards. Yeah, and it's basically baby wipes in black packaging with the Axe body spray font. Uh I don't think I want to live in a world where people get awards for something like that. I don't think I want to live in that world or this world, you know? What I don't understand about this is there's already fucking baby wipes and whatever wipes that you just that women use too why can't men use those wipes why do they why do we need to have a separate ass wiping product for men well i'll I'll tell you one thing because i whenever i get the the wet wipes i always get the you know rite aid Dwayne reed brand cvs like the store brand version yeah, of it but i remember one time brand. i lived with somebody and and she bought like pull-ups brand because they but those are like baby wipes. wipes, right? Yeah, they are, but they're they're for everybody. But they're pull ups, and I it's it just weird looking at that in your bathroom. Like, I don't understand what, what's a pull up. Pull up is like a weird kind of like diaper for like toddlers. It's kind of halfway in between underwear and halfway in between diaper. Why would she buy that? I don't because they. I guess it's just like she just was in the store and it's like ah oh, these are wipes and they're flushable. Here I'll buy them. But it's just a weird brand to have. That is weird. It's a little bizarre. That is a little creepy. If I was in your house and I saw that, I would be thinking like, Harrison's into some weird shit. Weirder than I thought. <laughs> but yeah, I don't They're get They're just wipes. Again. <laughs> but it was still weird a little bit in my mind. I just know? don't get why dudes yeah. need their own wipes. Because everyone's a fucking idiot. But I mean, who's on the cover? Like Macho Man Randy Savage? Oh, yeah! And they smell like fucking Brute by Fabergé. Yeah. It's like, yeah, these are manly wipes. Smells anyway. like a Slim Jim. <laughs> uh, also, you shouldn't really flush even flushable wipes. They're still bad for your pipes. Uh, so really, yeah, that was your million-dollar idea, man, but it was about six years too late. Okay. First of all, no one had the idea... I don't think. Well, no. Do you remember? We had some callers. I forget the guy's name, but they called in with this brilliant idea. Uh, Stanley Stanko. Remember that call? I thought he said he started using wipes for men. No, he was like, why aren't there wipes for men? And this should be a thing. And we, you know, we should come up with a thing for men to start using their own wipes. So he was acting like this is this novel concept that he only he came up with. What a horror show this life is. <laughs> yeah. What a horror show this podcast yeah. is pussy hats and I'm sure you don't really give a shit at all but they were supposed to look like 
kitty cat ears, not pussies. They're they're just what? a pun. That's all. Oh, they're pink cat ear hats. Yeah, but they are. Aren't the ears pointing out like vertically? They're they not don't pointing... quite look like cat ears. I. Uh, but they I, also don't quite look like pussies they don't look either. Like anything. I. You know? It just looks like a weird pink hat with two little points on either side. Yeah, I, don't I don't think they really look like vaginas. I don't think they look like mm. cat ears either. Yeah. Interesting. The phenomenon came around because this lady started sharing a knitting pattern online. And it went viral. And basically it was the, the pattern to knit a pink hat with little cat ears that was super easy. So really the idea was anyone could make it. And everybody did. That's why everybody. Do you think this guy's wearing a pussy hat right now? Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and stroking one of the ears between his index finger and his thumb. Mm, so I see. Yeah. Everybody just had one. Uh, next, I really want to actually commend you guys on the fact that sometimes you end up having some really interesting and surprisingly nuanced conversations about touchy topics. I know you pretend to be monsters, but I suspect that you're both much more astute than you let on. I really liked a few episodes no. back when you discussed that goddamn white guy who decided he wanted to be a Filipino and why the whole idea of transracial doesn't work and why it is fundamentally different from transgender, which obviously does work. You really fucking hit it on the head with your point about how a minority person couldn't suddenly claim to be white, so it can't really work the other way around. Man, this guy's making me feel good. Like, I actually, like, am a real contributing member of society, part of a show that's actually not fucking retarded. Yeah, you no, know? I think it's really funny. It's yeah. like, actually, we provide some kind of meaning yeah. and thoughtful conversation <laughs> to people. That's, that's, yeah, I'm flattered. Wow. Also a bit horrified. Yeah. Anyways, I just like what you guys said about that and wanted to let you know. Last, Harrison. I think you need to make more music. I know you have free time, man. Let me know if you want to collaborate, really. I play drums. I play a bunch of other stuff. I play in a band with a banjo player. I'm totally into that. Uh, you have a cool fucking voice, man. I live far away, but internet, I don't know. I just thought I would throw that out there. Uh, I should go to um, Shark T go on Shark Tank with my product, Internet. I don't know. Internet. I don't Mark know. Cuban's like, I'll fund the hundred million dollars. I am like, to you know, yeah. I am totally supportive of this. Yeah, I, you know what? Maybe I haven't collaborated with anyone in a long time since my last musical I collaborator became a, a a meth maniac. You play banjo, he plays drums. Yeah. The bum chums. I think this is yeah. perfect. <laughs> I think we got it, man. The bum chums. You can do a new intro for the show. Too much the guilty bus. <laughs> Here's the bum yes. chums with. Too much, Too much guilty bus. The guilty bus. This is perfect. Mm, yeah. Uh, you're probably going to tell me to fuck off, but whatever. Also, I just want to tell you that I get it. That goddamn Shuckabee Sanders. She is something. She's all soft right? and doughy like a hamburger bun. <laughs> I bet she's... Dude, he's hitting it on the head. He knows. He understands. Wow. Yeah. God. I, this That's is what the, the song... The first song should be about that. Shuckabee soft Sanders. Shuckabee Sanders. Soft and doughy like a hamburger bun. <laughs> da -na 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 -na. By the bum chimes. <laughs> Smells like a warm platter of biscuits and gravy. Those crazy fucking eyes that say, yeah, I know everything I'm saying is bullshit. You know it. I know it. But we both know you ain't gonna do shit about it. So just bend over and take it, little bitch. And you say, yes, ma'am. Maybe it's just because I've been in an abusive relationship before, but I'd let her give me a whooping any day. All right. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Bye. Wow. He's hitting the nail on the head. He really is. Exactly know. how you feel about her. It is. Do you think she could give a mean blowjob? 
Hmm. Uh, or do yes. you think she's the type that just doesn't like it or is not really into it? I would get. I would. I would venture to guess. Yes, she could. She could do it. You she, think a sloppy blowjob spinning on the head and just it getting town. into it? She could take it to town. Yeah, I feel like she could suck the soul right out of your fucking penis. <laughs> I picture her like I picture Sarah Huckabee Sanders like trying to incorporate food with it not because she's fat just because she's southern and I can see her like jacking you off with a bunch of grits yeah. and then sucking it and eating it at the same time spitting mm, it back out yeah you know just you know suck you dry and then afterwards denying the whole experience happened yeah. it didn't even happen but like too dry so you're, like, <laughs> just, just, you're like a mummy you know just sucks out all yeah, of your yeah, life yeah, force yeah. you're just like wrinkled wrinkled prune uh-huh uh, wow. Okay. Well, thank you, AJ. Yeah, thank um, you. That was uh, very thoughtful. I'd like to. Uh, I'd like you to check in every few months and just let us know your sentiments on the show. Yes, please. It's kind of a morale booster. Yeah. You know, sometimes I just kind of stare in the black abyss that is this. You know, the, the past what twelve years of doing this show and thinking like, does anyone really give a shit? Apparently, someone does. That was like a thoughtful, really well-metered IMDb review, kind of, you know? Yeah, I kind of thought so, too. It's like, it makes me feel better. How many, uh, what do you think a rotten score is? Like, I don't know, like 80% audience score, 90? I don't know. Uh, It's definitely, it's good. 60, something. 60, something. Um, Second, uh, the second call here we have is uh, from the Twisted Firestarter, although I think he's earning a new name. Twisted right. pedo starter. Oh, God. All right, boys. Twisted fire starter. Uh, yeah, so I spoke too soon. Girlfriend dumped me. Day after Boxing Day. So I'm back on the market, ladies. Please form an orderly key. That's harsh, yeah. isn't it? Right after Christmas. Right after Boxing Day. When why, but why do that? Like, why not dump the person, like, two weeks before Christmas? Because you don't have to buy him a gift. You have to celebrate That's a great point. The other thing, too, it's like just the whole charade. Like you have to go to their house, sit with their parents, and pretend that you actually give give a shit about this person. You're going to dump them the next day. A cold motherfucker to pull that shit off. Yeah. You know, a friend of mine divorced her husband on Christmas Eve. Like Christmas (laughs) Eve, she was like, I want a divorce. Ruin the holiday. Yeah. It's like, God, I, I just don't get that. It's, it's a malevolent a sh- creature there, Twisted Firestarter. Mm-hmm. I think you've dodged a bullet. Yeah. You? Well, I've got an interesting anecdote from this morning that probably won't help my cause. Um, so I get up and I, I jump in the shower. And whilst I'm in the middle of the, having a shower, the doorbell rings. So I'm like, oh, fucking hell, who's this? So I go, so I t- whip a towel around and go downstairs, open the door. There's like a little kid, this little boy. Why would you do that? It doesn't make any sense. If I was in the shower, first of all, I probably wouldn't hear the doorbell. Yeah, yeah. But second, I'd be like, fuck them. Yeah. Who cares? What? Yeah. Sorry, Mormons. Who's it going to be? The mailman? He'll come back the next day. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. like, it doesn't matter. Or he'll leave your package there. Yeah. Who cares? Well, he left his package there. Oh. Right under the towel for this young boy. <laughs> or something. I don't know. Something horrific. Standing there, like five or six years old. I'm like, and I'm just sitting there soaking wet in the towel. And I go, all right. And he's... Oh, those kids are throwing stones at me. So I'm like, oh, fucking hell. I, I can't exactly do anything about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> he opened the door to just have children throw stones at him? No, he was saying he got out of the shower, oh. put on a towel, 
open the door and there's a six-year-old yeah. that's like, help me because these boys are throwing stones at oh, me. Oh, okay. And so I think he's seeking refuge in Twisted Firestarter's flat, which it's Man, a brave little boy. Man, you can understand this guy's language. I have no <laughs> idea what's going on in this story. Jesus Christ. These boys are throwing stones but at me. I think me. this kid's yeah. being bullied. He's yeah. kind of trying to get help from from Twisted Firestarters, the last person I'd go oh to for help. Oh, my God. I hope he better not have let this kid into his fucking house because I swear to God. In his towel. Let's see. Oh. So I'm not on. Do you want to come in? <laughs> what the Christ? What the Christ? What the Christ? Dude, you're naked in a towel, yeah. and now you got a six-year-old in your Are house. Are you serious? What? And this, you're not related to this kid either. This is just... No wonder you get dumped on Boxing Day. This is bad judgment all oh the way around. God, dude. And he goes, yeah. So oh. he comes in. I, I sort of let him... It's the worst porn I've ever heard of. It's the Gary Glitter technique yeah, here. Yeah, Play me Xbox. So I'm like, well, I'm going to go get changed, get or put some clothes on, and I'll walk you home. Papa so Viagra. Said, put some clothes on whilst I'm doing it. Fucking doorbell rings again with like the letterbox flapping, and I'm like, oh, it's a little bastard kids coming out and have another fucking go. And I go down open the door, it's this old woman there, she's like, oh, I can I have my grandson back, please? I go, like, yeah, of course. And then she starts going fucking mental at me and saying she's going to report me to the police and stuff. And I don't understand, I don't understand what, I could, what else I could have fucking done at that point other than turn him away to get murdered with stones. You know what? It's good for a kid to have to deal with that kind of thing. Getting stones thrown at him. I think it builds character. It does build character. Yeah, that's the thing. With all the yeah. coddling we do in society yeah. nowadays, that's why we have people like fucking Reince Priebus. Because it's like if he if he can't go into some like fucking degenerate's house to to avoid these kids, he's got to learn how to run faster. He's gonna learn. He's gonna run faster. Yeah. He's gonna get better at hiding. He's mm-hmm. gonna fucking learn all sorts of skills. But instead, we have all these people that, that just, I have to learn. Yeah, and instead yeah. we have people like Ted Cruz. Mm. You know. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, apropos of nothing, we have people like Ted, <laughs> Ted Cruz. Cru- well, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like Ted Cruz mm. probably got the shit beat out of him on a regular basis, but instead mm. of like teaching him to fight back, mm. his parents were just like, "No, come on here. We'll, you know, we'll we'll help you. It's mm. it's fine. You're a beautiful <laughs> person. You're a great guy. You're really smart." And then he thinks he's a smart guy, but he's yeah. not. Mm-hmm. You know, instead he's a fish monster. He is a fish monster. Yeah. Did you hear what Donald Trump? That's what what Donald Trump said about his wife. Mm. Donald Trump made fun of his wife, made fun of his parents. Yeah, and then yet now Ted Cruz is still like completely supporting Trump. Yeah, where's your balls, buddy? Yeah, man. What should I have done there? Because now I'm just waiting for the fucking police to come round and you know, do do alleged pedophiles get much ass. Oh, it, yeah. Anyway, well, cheers, boys. See you later. I mean, I, I think the first thing to do is what I would have done in this situation. I would have yeah. closed the door, went and changed real quick, and then yeah. waited outside with the kid and probably been, you know, waited outside with the kid mm-hmm. to try to see where his parents were or something. I certainly wouldn't invite the kid into my house while I'm wearing a fucking towel. Yeah, I mean, I just would have, like, given him a knife and been like, have at it. Shut the door. Go, go get him. <laughs> give him a cricket bat. Go get him, Skippy. You know, like, go have fun there. Yeah. There you go, buddy. G- give him some rocks. You know, like, like what to you... fight your own battles? What kid? You don't have any hands. You can't get your own fucking rocks. What's your problem? You I know? know, fucking Jimmy Savile over here is like, come mm. in, play Xbox. Let's yeah. hang out. Yeah. Uh, did you did you make the kid wear a towel? <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't even imagine. 
I couldn't even imagine uh, the look on his grandmother's face, mm, mm. his nan's face, when she comes to the door. You're wearing a fucking towel. At least and, put your fucking pants on before you enter the door the second time. What the hell? And there's a kid in what your living room. The Her hell? fucking grandson, your living room. You're wearing a towel. I don't know what. I, I would have freaked out. If Madness. I was a dad, I would have freaked the fuck yeah, out. Yeah. You know? I, I think what I would have done is I'd have been like, hold on a second, shut the door, put some clothing on, and then walked outside and kind of been like, where's your fucking mom? How do people get this far in life with this kind of judgment? Uh, you know, Poor little judgment. Kids, little kids scare the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't they like shouldn't. being around them. Yeah. I don't like being near them. Mm. I mean, if I was a dad with my own kids, mm. I probably would feel differently. Mm. But look at me. Yeah. Fucking weird looking dude, covered mm. in tattoos, mm. Jewy, creepy with sharp Jew teeth. It's like you see me with a kid, you're not going to think, oh, that guy. You know, that guy's like Bob Saget. He's a wonderful dad. Yeah. You're no, like, no, you're going to think something horrible. Like I'm going to John Wayne Gacy your kid or something. You're like a monster from Grimm's fairy tales. Or, you know? or something. It's like, yeah. I did, but the thing mm. is, I'm conscious of that. Mm. So I know if there's a kid on my doorstep and I'm fucking wearing a towel, I'm not going to let him in my house. Right. You know, yeah. I'm going to be like, oh, I got to put some pants on first. Hold on a second. Yeah. I don't know. What would you have done? I probably just put him like, no, and I would have shut the door. Or you just. <laughs> <laughs> What a heartless, heartless fuck. You would have just shut the door in the kid's face? Unless it was like, they're going to stab me because of Slenderman, and I'm already bleeding because they stabbed me. All right, you know? so, okay, if the kid was injured. The kid was injured, I would have been like, hold the fuck on. I shut the door, put my clothes on, and if I haven't forgotten about what just happened <laughs> in, the, in the time in between... I'd call the police and be like, yeah, there's some kid. He's bleeding. I don't know. Something. Interrupting my Zelda game yeah. here. They go help this bleeding child on my doorstep. I'm trying to cook a mushroom frittata <laughs> to give me more stamina in Zelda. And there's some kid. I don't know. He's bleeding. His head's got some rocks, something. God, watch out, twisted pedo starter. Yeah. What's going on there? All right. The third, uh, the third call we have here is uh, from this guy named Gruber. Matt I remember Gruber. Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. Yeah. That's who it is. Hey, this is Gruber speaking. I just wanted to um, add some remarks um, in defense of Mr. Wacko. I just heard the call of this uh, uh, br British guy who moved over to Hawaii, which is a pretty hilarious move there. Um, and, uh, well, I, I really... Why is it so hilarious to move from... England to Hawaii. I guess because of the weather. I would fucking move to Hawaii in a heartbeat over England. Yeah. It's fucking gray and shitty over there. Everyone's got fucked up teeth. Move to Hawaii, it's like warm. It's nice. Got some hot Hawaiian Polynesian girls. Germans find the weather very funny. So, I suppose. Yeah. We love the show with Harrison and this... Um, what, what's the name of this guy with the white ink face tattoo? Um... Bumble? I don't remember. Well, but... What is he talking about? He's, he's, this is like a German attempt to make okay. fun of me. Ah. <laughs> Those Germans. Okay. Yeah, cutting get, humor. Cutting comedy. Yeah. Actually, I wanted to say I really have to go into defense of, of Mr. Wacko because of... Well, just to start with it, I wouldn't uh, change Harrison with anybody. It's just doing a great job, so no bad remarks there, but Wackley did a pretty decent job, and 
maybe please for the next for the next um intro could you play this um hilarious um imitation of of show 65 or 66 where you read all these um first f first sex experience of some famous guys you remember um bumbo um <laughs> Yeah, where he, you remember, right, D? Is he is he calling me Bumble? Is that the he name? He's calling he's, you Bumble. He's called me I Bumble. Like, which I like. <laughs> like what? Okay, is it I was on. You used Bumble once, maybe. I was on Bumble for like a month. Yeah, yeah. But okay, all right, yeah. Bumble. I, I new, like that. It's your new name. You did the imitation of this um, guy. I think it was um, Michael Douglas' um, father or grandpa, who. Um, yeah, he did a great imitation of. Uh, uh, he was also Jew and he was talking about fucking this um, Nazi German German he was also Jew also Jew <laughs> a German girl with his uh, circumcised dick play that and uh, that would be a great move bye bye I would love to see this guy's porn keywords. Yeah. A circumcised mm. Jew dick mm. Michael Douglas grandpa. It's like very specific. Yeah, yeah. Gruber, you're into some specific shit. So he, I, I heard this and I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? Episode 66. And it's been a, I mean, we've been doing this show a long time. So it's kind of hard for me. I don't even barely remember what we talked about last week. Yeah. So I looked into it and there, yeah, there were a few episodes around that time. And I kind of remember what he's talking about. It we did this intro about like celebrities first time. So I think in the episode, it was episode 66, actually, I think it was the second year doing the show, 2007. It's a long time ago. Uh, we did uh, Iggy pops first time. Um, a couple other people and Kirk Douglas's first time where uh, he lost his virginity to some girl pretending to be a Nazi. And it was like this weird, not it's almost like something you would get off on like a Nazi fetish, type of scenario oh, yeah. and so Wackerly did this but it, his impression of Kirk Douglas was like in in like a George C. Scott voice reading the story <laughs> it's pretty it is actually I gotta say it's pretty funny so let's let's play it it's kind of like around the 14 minute mark of episode 66 okay so uh, the last one we're going to do here is uh, Kirk Douglas. And Wackerly's already claimed this one because Kirk Douglas is like your favorite actor. He's one of my heroes, Kirk Douglas. <laughs> it's um, Michael Douglas's father. I know. I was going to read this in his current voice. Is he dead? <laughs> you know, I think Kirk Douglas is like 95. Yeah, but he had a stroke, right? So he can't talk anymore. But, yeah, but out could... of respect, I'm not going to do the stroked out Kirk <laughs> Douglas voice. But I am going to do the... Um, I'm going to do this in the voice of George C. Scott uh, as his character it's in... It's kind of like Kirk Douglas. Yeah, as his character in The Exorcist 3, which I think is the best of the George C. Scott films. Yeah, but his voice Stand is the same film. in every movie. Yeah. All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> the woman who ran the hotel where I was a bellhop was attractive and liked me. She confided in me a often... A bellhop. <laughs> she confided in me often that there was something about Jews she could not stand. <laughs> Kirk Douglas is Jewish. I don't know if you knew that. Kirk Douglas is Jewish? Yeah, Jewish. I guess I wonder I if he changed that. his last name. Like, it's it was Jewish as the day is long. Yeah, I think he probably did to be an actor. 
Uh, where was I? Uh, she could spot them in a minute, no matter what their name was or what they looked like. There was a smell about them, she said. <laughs> As the end of the season approached, the lady proprietor gave, grew more interested in me. I had tried to maintain my distance. Because uh, of the smell, I guess. <laughs> I, 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 the, you, the, you don't want to give off that Jew the odor. Jew scent, the Jew yeah. pheromone. Dude, you've complained about it a few times. Well... Yeah, that's your or ass. Or are you talking about that's my ass? Jew <laughs> uh, turds, dude. They still smell. Hey, we, enough about your ass, all right? We're talking about Kirk Douglas okay, right I, now. Okay, I digress. The night before the hotel closed for the season, I guess he's saying, my lady boss was more attentive than ever. She suggested we have a farewell drink in her room. I was certainly aware of the season finale she was planning as I climbed the stairs to her room. <laughs> she talked about my coming back the next summer. I thought of all the things she had said this summer. Hitler is right. The Jews should all be destroyed, and no Jews will ever set foot in this hotel. After a few drinks, we are in bed together. Wow, he works fast. <laughs> Strange how hate can be such an aphrodisiac. My hate grew into a tremendous erection, and I thrust it inside of her. She was wet and ready, extremely passionate, moaned and groaned. I made certain that over I made certain that over all these sounds she could hear me very clearly when I said into her ear, That is an uncircumcised Jewish cock inside you. Do you think you'll get contaminated? Uncircumcised a circumcised Jewish cock. I said no, I said, yeah, sorry. Oh, okay. Jews are circumcised. Scott, read the fucking words as they're written. Sorry, go back. Pretty big that point in there. a circumcised Jewish cock inside you. Do you think you'll get contaminated? Maybe even die? I am a Jew, and you are being fucked by a Jew. I exploded inside of her. She said nothing. Just breathe heavily and lay there as I left the room. Lake George, New York, 1935. 1935, dude. Jesus. You know God, if that were to wow. happen anywhere, it definitely would happen in Lake George, New York. That's a God, weird place. Lake George, New York in 1935. Yeah. God, how... I guess Chris... Or Kirk Douglas is... When did he die? Uh, I didn't remember. Yeah, like 10 years ago, maybe? He lived to be pretty old. I yeah, he, no, he yeah. lived to be, like I think, in the 90s. I think, like, 91, 92. But so, he lost his virginity... Mm-hmm. 1935? Wow. Yeah, that's mm. funny. I guess back then, I mean, there was a lot of anti-Semitism, even here. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of rife. <laughs> Actually, you know the weirdest thing about that uh, for me was hearing the youth in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my voice sounds that it different. It sounds a little different, man. It's like there's like a more... It's like the difference between like listening to Corey Feldman now and listening to Corey Feldman doing the voice of Michelangelo in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle films. <laughs> it was like it just, you could just hear it. You could just hear. You know what like, it is though. I think back then I had that youthful like zeal, like enthusiasm yeah. for podcasting. Okay. After yeah. doing it for twelve years and still being completely unrecognizable in the podcast world, like this obscure neat show. It's crushed my spirit somewhat. So you can hear the sadness in my voice now. It could also just be because, like, you probably smoked back then and you don't smoke now. It might, it might also just be something like that. Well, also, uh, I think the acoustics... Of, like, the, the show back then sounded different mm. than it does now because the yeah. acoustics of the room were quite a bit different. I think our equipment was different. I never had a mixer back then. So uh, I mean, even back then when we would do phone, like, interviews with people, we just would mic a speakerphone. Mm. 
Yeah, it, that, that show sounded like shit. But I got to say, that was pretty funny. Wackily does, does a damn good Kirk Douglas impression. <laughs> Hell of a way to lose your virginity. Uh, thank you, Gruber, for uh, bringing that up. Who did George C. Scott play in fucking The Exorcist 3? I forget. He was like uh, the detective or right. whatever that was trying. Remember the right, guy totally, from, uh, yeah. what's his name? He's a great actor. He was in Deadwood. He played the doctor in Deadwood. You know what I'm oh, talking about? Oh, yeah. He was, the, he was in Lord of the Rings. What, yeah, Lord of the whatever. Rings. Yeah, he Fucking, was... Uh, yeah, that guy's awesome. He was Wormtongue in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worm, he was uh, yeah. The, the psychopath. In Ex- Exorcist yeah. 3 is a damn good movie, but the, mm. be- the best line, I remember like we used to make fun of it back in the day, too, is when uh, he's like, why is there a fish in my bathtub? Yeah. Like He comes home, there's just a fucking fish <laughs> yeah. in his bathtub, yeah. and he was very perplexed, George C. Scott. Mm. Um, people, go stick along hotline, 323-522-4032. Best way to support the show, hands down, best way to support the show is by becoming a Sick and Wrong patron. Just go to patreon.com slash sickandwrong. Sign up today. You can pick your tier. Um, at the $5 tier, you get uh, access to all the bonus content that, that we've been putting out. You get one extra story. You get two extra phone calls and all the outtakes from the previous episodes. So we're, that's one thing that we're really focusing on is putting out a lot of extra, all the extra shit. Uh, we just put that out on Patreon now. Nice try, Shlomo. <laughs> I don't know if you heard from last week, but uh, Harrison did a dramatic reading of an IMDb review of Batman and Scooby Doo, yes. which I, I'd never even heard of that. Uh huh. Well, Pretty maybe. funny. So I posted that. I also posted an outtake called "Meth and Scabies" about a story. Uh, involving my brother right now. It's absolutely incredible. It's, it's rather amazing. incredible. So you yeah. got to go to patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Sign up today. You get access to all this uh, this extra shit. And you get to support the show. We appreciate it. So uh, thanks for that. Also, you can buy some sick and wrong merch at the Redbubble store. Sick and wrong, com, sick and wrong podcast.com slash store. Click on the picture of the Pope and you'll be sent to the Redbubble store. Uh, finally, here, sick and wrong song of the week comes in from Jack. He says, D slash Harrison. Greetings from the abyss. I've been listening to this podcast. I, actually, this doesn't make any sense. I've been listening to the podcast in a parabolic silo substance reality for eons. Oh. Please play this outro to justify my existence. Hail Swamp Sludge Metal. It's got love, murder, religious allegory, and Freudian archetypes. All recipes for a sick and wrong stew. Here's some acid bath pagan love song. No. Yeah. You ever get into that band, Asabeth? Never heard of them. Uh, kind of 90s, sort of mm. sludge metal in the vein yeah. of the Melvins kind of okay. thing. Okay. Good band, though. Mm. Great, good band and great song. I actually kind of hadn't listened to this in years. So we're going to have the show here with Acid Bass, Pagan Love Song. Thank you, Jack, for sending that in. People will be back next week with episode 622. Until then, take it sleazy. <laughs>
Well, let me tell you this, Gungadin. You won't get my custom. I shall shop my own kind. From now on, I'm going to the court. Please, please, uh, co-op no longer there. Under new management. What new management? Taj Mahal Curry Center. <laughs> Is nothing sacred? We're being taken over. They're doing lovely tandoori chicken with pompadums. Well, you know what you can do with your pompadums, don't you? 